My name is Sam Bradford and I'm a chartered financial planner and also a keeper of chickens in my garden. My mission is to help people have a healthy relationship with money, one where they can feel educated and confident to make their own financial decisions. Financial Chat from the Chicken Coop provides bite-sized financial education and nuggets of information so that you can be empowered and inspired to create financial freedom and build up your own nest egg for the future. Hello, welcome to the next episode of Financial Chat from the Chicken Coop. And today we're going to talk all about a life lived on purpose. Because it's easy to forget that money is a means to an end, not the end itself. Having a healthy interest in money is great, but overly focusing on it can distract you from its real purpose. And one way to view money is a little bit like uh, fun vouchers. So if it can't be enjoyed, what's the point? Money is also a tool to help others. So whether they be dependent family around you or someone else in need, research conducted by Bronnie Ware, an Australian palliative care nurse, found that out of the top regrets of the dying, money did not feature in the top five. And she commented on the clarity of vision that people gain at the end of their lives, a clarity so often missing from those who are healthy. The top five regrets that she uncovered were these. So the first one was that I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Four, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. And five, was I wish that I'd had let myself be happier. So as you can see, lifestyle is just not numbers. The things we will most likely regret relate to the way we lived, not the money we didn't make or didn't spend. On our deathbeds, we will lean heavier on our human connections than our financial connections. And while financial planning requires various numerical inputs, it's vital that those numbers are linked to the desired lifestyle and not a desire to reach an arbitrary level of wealth. You may not call yours a bucket list, but it's likely that there are things that you'd like to do that you just haven't got round to yet. So really, what are you waiting for? They may range from simple things like trying something new as a form of exercise to maybe larger dreams involving longer distance travel. But the important thing is that they are being thought about and planned for. When was the last time you ticked off something off of your own list? You remember the things you did and the places you went to, not the investment charts that you gazed at. So just remember that. And the great trade-off is that good financial planning is about balancing the competing forces of planning for tomorrow while still enjoying the life that you have today. The past 18 months or so, two years, have changed how many people view this trade-off. And while it was always true, it's now more apparent than ever that we don't know how many tomorrows we're going to have. 
Some financial professionals have convinced clients that tomorrow is always more important than today, leading to a prioritization of the future at the expense of living a meaningful life in the present. And while in some cases the situation calls for this extreme position, it greatly oversimplifies the concept of saving. Often reduced to only the money you have to invest, it neglects to take into account the other forms of capital we have at our disposal. These include our time, our energy and our talent. A more comprehensive and balanced approach is what we need during this time of great upheaval. Does your plan include the ability to do the things that will bring meaning to your life now? Or are you only focused on the future? What will you change? While the world is still not back to normal, really, because we've now got the, the, uh, the situation of the overseas war, and never again may we actually have the life we used to have, but there's always this concern. We encourage you now to reflect on the second chance that the pandemic has given us to calibrate what really matters to us. The restrictions placed on our freedom of movement highlighted the activities and the people we most missed out on, as well as the things we'd been putting off doing. So during these last two years, what did you take for granted and who did you miss? What did you not get to do and who did you not get to be? As the world has opened up, we encourage you to take action on your plans. Life, as we all know, is certainly for the living.